everyone and welcome back to the lab where we dig in and dissect to a wide variety of topics. I'm getting my mic under control here as you can tell. He's new. He, I am new. This is my first show. You started to say he. <laughs> Refer mm. to myself in the third person. Kate Holiday, Ryan Rivers here with you on this sunny Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. We are uh, here in Connecticut, but we broadcast out of Miami, Florida on WRMI over shortwave radio. And you can also catch us on iTunes as a weekly podcast. On this show, we dig in and dissect all sorts of different stuff, mostly based on our listeners' responses. So if you have anything that you want us to talk about, if you have any questions, you have any suggestions, topics, anything like that, the weeklylab at gmail.com is how to get a hold of us. Mm -hmm. And we will also get you a QSL card in the mail for those shortwave listeners. Uh, We've had people from Japan... Uh, South America, Canada, up in Canada, across the United States. I think Japan may be the furthest yep. that we've had someone uh, all across uh, Europe as well. So people send us emails all the time. We get the uh, QSL cards in the mail and on the way. So uh, the oh, weekly stuff. lab at gmail.com. Give us a shout. Um, last week, we I talked to Kate here, mm-hmm. and um, we're kind of revisiting where we, uh, I guess, where we were about a year ago because we started the show. No, it's been a year and a half. A year and a half. We just rather. we started this July 2019. 2019 Can you after after Kate did some radio work in uh, Alaska. She was on the air up there, and then uh, she started a podcast. I'm here with her on that, and so we kind of did a revisit to uh, I guess you could say episode one, or just <laughs> kind of if anybody hasn't played, haven't caught up. Um, we're just doing a little bit of background on um, where we come from. Our story and that sort of thing. So if you didn't catch last week or the week before, it was a two-part series with her where I kind of asked her some questions. She gave her story on how she ended up being uh, born in a small town in Washington to living in Connecticut Mm -hmm. and talking to you across the world wherever you are now. Yeah. So that's kind of where we are. Yep. And this week, we're going to turn the tables and it's my chance to question Ryan. Question. Yeah. It's a strong word. Interrogate. Interrogate him find out about you i mean yeah. i know about you but our listeners might not might know. not um and yeah i think we joked about it the last couple of weeks about our introductory show that we did it was like the first one ever and uh yeah that was a that was a mess of a show so if you guys want to go listen to the first one on itunes well just to give you an idea of how far we've come in like you're the almost very two confident. years i feel like we've done a good job yeah we get positive feedback which we is do. nice and that, that's it's always nice that's what hear. i'm saying like that show particularly the very first one was like and it wasn't even that bad it was just like the guy who we'd wrote, been off the air for like a year and a half yeah who wrote about it being like us talking for 20 minutes and then just repetitive music over shortwave because we have a 30 minute slot and we were so like right. like what do i talk about right we didn't use our whole time slot. So he was just being honest. So, I mean, I don't even think it was bad feedback. No. But, I mean, if you want to get a sense of where we were almost two years ago to where we're now yep. doing this. so Exactly. Exactly. And even then, I'm not really sure that we gave a very good introduction to ourselves. No, I don't think so. That's why I kind of felt it was maybe necessary to kind of tell everyone, uh, or if anyone is listening, <laughs> uh, where we are, what our story is, and, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. If they're interested. If not, they can skip to the next episode. Yeah, which we have not recorded yet. So. No, we don't know what it'll be. No. Because we can't predict the future. That's true. That's one of the we things can't. you're going to learn in this episode. Um. All right. You want to just dig into it? Why not? That's what we're here to do. This is our protocol. All right. So we're going to start off with something simple. It's one of the ones that you asked me. Like, tell us your background. I would like, say false. Like, okay, it's not true or false. Okay. Like, you need you need to elaborate. So, like, where were you born? How'd you grow up? 
how big's your family, that kind of stuff, and then like um, how did you get to where you are today? In a brief summary, we've only got thirty minutes. So. Oh, I'm sorry, I'll try to make it very okay. brief. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I was born in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty much it. All right, that's <laughs> it. Good summary. No, born in Excellent. Missouri. Um, ended up in the Coast Guard of all things. After working in EMS for a few years, doing uh, some EMT work in an ambulance service in an emergency room, um, found a uh, Coast Guard recruiter kind of by accident. Yeah. And um, yeah, next thing you know, 13 years later, after traveling the country for a while, seeing um, seeing the sights, all yeah. that good stuff. And traveling out of the country for work. Traveling out of the country, tra- kind of traveling the world. Um, that was... Uh, that was kind of where it landed me. Uh, the biggest drive, I think, was to do that, you know, because that's a huge step, mm-hmm. was uh, I had an uncle that was a helicopter pilot in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And uh, I talked to him all the time. And um, he kind of, I don't want to say he pushed me in that direction, but he, he highly encouraged it. Into the military? Yeah. And I'm glad that he did. Because um, it, it definitely expanded my horizons. Um, I had two brothers, uh, both my parents, of course. Um, my youngest brother actually served mm-hmm. in the Marine Corps mm-hmm. and looking back, I think that's like maybe my biggest thing that I wish I would have done was go in the Marines. Yeah. I wish I would have. Why is that? Uh, I just feel like they're better. Oh yeah. I would have to agree. Yeah. There's something about the pride that Marines have. That's right. a little bit different than every single branch, not just the Coast Guard, but every branch other right. than them themselves. Yeah. And I'm fine with the Coast Guard getting made fun of all the time, which they do. I don't get offended by it. No, we're like the butt of every joke, every meme on the internet, the Coast Guard, you know, oh, look who showed up. I yeah. Mean, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. I know that we do a lot. We do. But uh, yeah, it's just something about uh, the Marines presence that, um, yeah, I should have pulled the trigger back then. Yeah. But I'm too old now. So no regrets. No regrets on that? No regrets. Regrets. Um, how did you come to learn about the Coast Guard living in places like Missouri and Arkansas? Like living where, sure, there's lakes and stuff, but you weren't on the coast or anything. No, so no, no, no. How, how did that come to be? Uh, I was looking up different. So you got to remember, this was back in 2000. Well, first of all, about me. Like, I'm not a technology person at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I use the internet. I use email at work. And I use it at home for fun. Yeah. But like... Prior to me, I think, really joining the Coast Guard and having to do that, like, I was a very, um, I didn't even know what Facebook was until a bunch of my friends were talking about it after I graduated high school. What about MySpace? Do you have a MySpace? Later on. Mm. But, like, they were but it telling wasn't, you me. didn't jump on the bandwagon when it first came out. I had no like, idea what it was. Yeah. People were like, oh, bro, um, so-and-so said on Facebook. And I was like, what, what? What is Facebook? Right. And people, like, literally had to explain it to me. They well, were like... Yeah, you remember back in the day when Facebook used to be for college students. Like, you had Correct. to have a college login to Correct. get into Facebook. That's yeah. what they told me at the time, mm-hmm. which I thought was still the case. And then Mm-mm. I'm at work. I joined the Coast Guard, and I'm, all these people at my uh, at my small boat station in Oregon are talking about, like, what they saw on Facebook. And I'm like, you people aren't in college. Like, mm-hmm. how, how are you doing this? Oh, and they're yeah. like, it's open to everybody, you idiot. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so what is it? Because I wasn't in college at the time, so I didn't have a Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you have to remember... Um, for this to make sense, like I was not very in tune with like what was going on current day, yeah, anything. So I didn't have a Facebook, anything like that. So um, I was just using the the uh, World Wide Web, the Internet, doing some research on which branch of the military to join, and um, it said that there was five, you know, Marine Corps, Navy, Army, Air Force, and then the Coast Guard. And I was like, I remember whenever I go on vacation with my parents in high school, seeing the Coast Guard helicopter fly over the beach every day. Oh, because y'all used to go to Florida, right? Right. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. I could be on a helicopter and off the coast of Panama City, Florida. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Okay. 
haven't been to Florida yet. Yeah. <laughs> that worked out pretty well. Yeah. So you remember seeing the Coast Guard helicopters and then doing the research. You were like, oh, that's who that was. Right. And I really like the uh, the mission, even today. Like, I like the search and rescue and the mm-hmm. law enforcement part of it. Mostly mm-hmm. the search and rescue. Yeah. Um, no other branch of the service does that. I mean, the Navy will show up after a disaster happens. Right. Um, the Coast Guard's kind of the front ones that, you know, lead the lead the search. So you have no family that's it was or is in the Coast Guard. You just took it upon ne- yourself to. Yeah. Never anybody I ever come across, no. Hmm. Interesting, because I mean, like we were talking last week and the week before, I grew up in a Coast Guard family. So, I mean, I was surrounded by it my whole life. And I remember you asked me, like, was there any other branch that you would have joined? So, I mean, were you going back and forth in between different branches when you were looking? Or is it just solely the Coast Guard? You were like, yep, that's the one. Well, so I initially signed up with the Air Force and they sent all my stuff down to Lackland Air Force Base. And I was due to report for basic training. Um, And then they were like, yeah, we're going to get you a plane ticket, blah, blah, blah. You went through MEPS. And I never heard anything back. Never heard anything back. That's weird. Recruiter didn't answer his phone. So it's been like 90 plus days, like three months. And I was like, I should have been gone by now. So That's I just, weird. Isn't it? Hmm. So then one day out of the blue, my cell phone rings and I'm at work. And it's uh, this new, this other different dude, Sergeant Krigler or whatever his name was. Krigler. And he was like, hey, so uh, Sergeant, uh, I forget that other dude's name. He was like, so-and-so. He kind of got relieved because he wasn't doing his job. He was like, but we're ready to ship you out now. And I was like... No. And they're like, well, yeah, you're kind of past due. Like, we're clearing out our files because of everything that this guy didn't do. Like, yeah. you need to be gone, like, already. So we're going to get you out as soon as possible. And I just wasn't ready because I was told that I would have, you know, maybe 30 days to get all my stuff in order. Yeah, and then now they call you and they're like, yeah, you leave tomorrow. Yeah, they're like, like, we, like, a, no. like ASAP. And it's just, it couldn't happen. So hmm. I was like, no, sorry, bro. Like, if you can give me, like, a month. And then, you know, he kind of huffed and puffed. And I'm sure I was just a number to him anyway. But by then, because I hadn't heard back from him, I was already looking at, you know, the Coast Guard recruiter. Yeah. So what do you think your life would have been like if you would have joined the Air Force? You, uh, I mean, I know you said you would have joined the Marines if you could go back and do it again, but what do you think it would have been like being in the Air Force? I don't know. Probably I always, sweet. You ever been uh, to an Air Force base? Yeah. Because yeah. I was going to say, if I was going to do another branch, I'd probably do the Air Force because they get all the money and all the fun stuff. They like, do. they got the fancy planes and They build the runways last. Yeah. So, interesting. Mm-hmm. What so my you, life would be like? I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have any. I'd be soaking that it up I... right now in a hot tub. Really? Maybe. Interesting. Is that what they do? Could be. Hmm. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I mean, I've, like I said, I've been to Air Force bases, but I don't really know anybody in the Air Force well enough to. Um, my really grandpa know. was in the Air Force, but he was also in Korea, so. Uh, yeah, that's probably not a. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. Good do thing that. to base your opinion off of. Right. Um. So you said you did EMS because you're in medical now in the Coast Guard, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you did. EMT and paramedic stuff? Just a little bit. Uh, we had some ALS ambulances out of, uh, down in southeast Missouri. It was very, very remote. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the good stuff that we got ended up getting flown out of there. Um, and everybody I worked with, like almost, I would say 98% of the people I worked with were all prior military. Really? And every day they would tell me whenever we would go on a call at 4.30 in the morning, like, bro, I could have been retired by now. Oh, if they would have stayed in? If they would have stayed uh, in. And I was like, dang, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, being in the military, you still get woken up at 4 a.m. But sure. knowing that you're on the cusp of retirement with benefits yeah. and stuff puts it a little bit into a different perspective. Right. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what pushed me, was listening to these guys moan and groan. And I was, you know, 20 at the time. 
I mean, I didn't mind getting woken up. Later on, I was kind of like, yeah, this is this is mildly irritating. <laughs> um, but at the time, I knew it was exciting. Like, what do we get to go do now? But yeah, almost everybody I served with um, or worked with, they were like, I could have been retired a long time ago mm. had I just stuck it, stuck with it. And yeah. I was like, tell me more. Yeah. And a lot of them were in the Navy, um, a couple of Marines, Army. Hmm. Um, I think one guy was in the Air Force that I remember. But almost all of them had the same story. Like, it doesn't matter. You do 20 years and you're done. Yeah. And then if you want to do EMS, you can. Right. So I was like, do you know going to take that knowledge and run with it. Do you know if any of them were in, um, like, in their military days, were they medical people? Uh, yes. A okay. couple of them were. There was one guy I worked with. His name was Pride. Pride. His how, first name? Yeah. How cool is that for that, a name? That's random. Pride. I've never met anybody named Pride before. Yeah. He was in the Army. Hmm. Um, he was a medic in the Army. Was he proud to uh, be in the Army? He was very humble, but he, the thing about that guy, and I try to do it now myself, is he never slouched. Like never whenever slouched. He, whenever he would sit, every time he sat down, he was always, his back was straight up, always uh, like this. My mom would be he in heaven like if I used to do that. Excellent posture. And I always noticed that about him. Like the first time I met him, he came in and sat down on a couch and was like introducing himself to me. It almost looks me. awkward though, right? And he was just like chest up, back yeah. was straight, and he just like looked me right in the eyes and was like... So uh, I know you're brand new out of EMT school. I'm going to hook you up, help you out, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. And, like, this dude, he, like, never – he had a sense of humor, but it seemed like he never relaxed. Yeah. I was going to say, that's why it seems weird, because everybody slouches. Right. Like, everybody's posture sucks. So but, I mean, they were all super place. cool. And, I mean, I mean, like I said, almost everyone I worked with, I think all the males, except for maybe, like, one or two, all of them served. And they all kind of rubbed off on me in a way where mm. I was like, that's what I want to do. So none of them retired from the military, but they all wish they had. Right. Mm. And we had, like, pride. He was, I don't know, he wouldn't tell me what mission he was on, but uh, he was somewhere in Africa. I mean, that's a broad area, but huh. uh, he was shot a few times. Oh, dang. Um, and then another dude, Kevin, he was in the Marine Corps, and his he was actually with the guys that killed uh, Pablo Escobar, I believe is his name. Mm-hmm. That drug dude down mm-hmm. in uh, Espanol. Yeah. So uh, he was there for that. He mm. was like actually part of the group of the people that did that. Interesting. Which I thought was really neat. And this is like a small area this in Missouri. This is a very small town. Like you're not in St. Louis where like yeah. that was the only city that I knew of in Missouri before right. I met you. Yeah, we're like down in the boondocks. What an odd accumulation of people. Mm-hmm. Like how does that happen? Um, but my follow-up question for your background on like doing medicine before the Coast Guard was what was your craziest call that you ever went on? Oh, Wow. Because I know you've told me so many stories, and, like, every time I'm like, what? There's there's all sorts. Like, doing civilian medicine is so different than military. Yeah, all sorts. Uh, I don't want to gross people out. Um, If you want to go trauma, if you want to go to medical, whichever side you want to go to. Yeah, I would would say just whichever one sticks out in your head. Uh, Well, that's the thing. There's, like, so many. Because I used to get asked that a lot, like, especially when (laughs) I first joined, and people were like, bro, you must have saw some crazy stuff. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, it's everything from... Working three different eye injuries in a day, and that's why I, to this day, I hate when somebody's like, "I think I got something in my eye," and I'm like, "Go see someone else. I ain't doing it." Yeah. Um, to uh, I don't know. Like one of them, but it was crazy, and it wasn't even that anybody was hurt. Was we got called to a uh, a massive vehicle accident, um, about six miles past where we were working on the highway, and when we got there, there was like probably like I don't know six, seven vehicles, just like thrown all over the median, all over the side of the road. And I was mm. like, what the heck happened? Yeah. It was one of those car haulers 
that overturned one of those 18 wheelers that hauls oh, the cars. Oh, so nobody on the back. was even in those nope. cars. Right. And it was just <laughs> these brand new cars were just like airbags totaled. deployed, just like totaled all over the place. That was pretty neat. Um, How long did it take you to figure out that they were on like a car hauler and you were not just looking for patients that weren't there? I was like, that was my first week. That was oh, like gosh. my first calls. I remember that. Because I would have been freaking out thinking they all got ejected. Like, well, oh my I, God, where just, all these I just kind of showed up and I just held the bag and was like, tell me what to do and I'll do it. And then my partner <laughs> came back. Um, his name was David. And, um, uh, he was like, no, don't worry about it. He was like, it's only this guy, and he's fine. He's the only driver. And I was like, only driver? Bro, are you drunk right now? Like, look yeah. around. And he's like, no, you idiot. It was an 18-wheeler. It's over there. Oh, and you I got like, called an oh. idiot your first week? I hadn't even looked over there yet. <laughs> um, uh. But no, uh, probably the most uh, the most one that's out there is the wreck that happened when the bridge over the Mississippi River iced over. Mm. Um, that was right before I left for boot camp. Um, and that was... Oh man, I think we landed seven helicopters that night. Jeez. I think that's the. I mean, I know that's the most I ever landed in one. Yeah, it was. Where you're on a bridge. Uh, so the Crothersville Airport was just a couple miles conveniently located, just a couple miles back west, and so you had to transport them to. Yeah, we had a lot of ambulances there. They came from, I think, Dyersburg, Tennessee, was the furthest away they came from, which was a haul. They came like from out of state. Thirty miles away. Um, yeah, I think Kennett since I mean, it was just the whole region. It was. Yeah, it was crazy. Jeez. But we landed seven helicopters that night. I think a couple of them came from Memphis. One came from St. Louis, Cape, um, Popper Bluff, just all that whole little area. If you're looking at a map, you can see the cities I'm talking about. But, yeah, we had at one time seven helicopters just like, you know, rotors turning on the runway. The whole airport was shut down, and we were just loading people up and sending them out. I don't even see how you keep that, like, on track so you know where you're at. You know what I mean? Like, that would have been so chaotic to yeah. me. Um. What's your biggest regret? Uh, probably not joining the Marine Corps. No, probably about it. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. In in like your whole life. In my whole life, yeah. But you wouldn't have met me. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like it's a fine line. However, um, do you believe that all things happen for a reason? Are we on to the next question now? I mean, that just ropes <laughs> into. It. I didn't have that one written down, but since you bring it up, like, um, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I think a lot of things are out of our control. Yeah. And I think that there's someone else looking out for us that points us where he wants us to be. So the fact that I didn't join the Marines, my brother got to join the Marines and I get to live vicariously through him. I get to hear about his cool stories of stuff that he did. And then I don't tell him anything that I do because it's just embarrassing. Yeah. You're like, well, that's cool. And he's like, so what'd you do today? You're like, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, I heard on the radio that another Coast Guard boat towed somebody and that broke down. He's like, okay, well, I got to go. He's like, were you part of that? No, (laughs) no, I was not. Uh, No. Yeah. That's probably by far my biggest regret is I should have joined the Marines. Oh, well, I mean, I feel that sometimes. Yeah. Like I was saying, if I could do it over, I'd probably go in the Air Force. But, I mean, I'm a firm believer, same as everything happens for a reason. Sure. So, um, what about best memory of all time? Best memory? Yeah. doesn't matter. It could be, like, recent or as a kid or anything. Like, what sticks out in your mind if you think of one thing? Um, wow. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. My best memory. That is a tough one. Let's go career-wise. Let's make um, it a little bit easier. In my career, my best memory probably in my Coast Guard career, if that's what you're shooting for, yep. is we were sailing back from uh, Umkasar, Iraq, and we were headed back to Bahrain. And our XO on boat on the board had what was called Victory Cigar Night. So once we got done with the patrol... Um, he had bought cigars from everybody in Kuwait. They sucked. They, they were dry. <laughs> like you, yeah, they weren't a hum, 
humidor. Yeah. Um, but he bought a cigar for everybody, and everybody would sit on the back of the boat, and we would smoke cigars and be sailing home. And one day we were, uh, I was on lookout watch. So I was up there, didn't get to partake. He still gave me a cigar. They're down on the aft deck. I'm up on the uh, lookout bridge. And just over the horizon, I just see the smoke just coming up over the horizon, just black smoke. From the cigars? Yeah, from the <laughs> cigars. Um, and I know there was a lot of oil wells around there where they're drilling for oil, and, you know, they burn off the excess crap. Um, mm-hmm. But it wasn't that. And so I radioed the bridge and was like, hey, we got something up here that's on fire. And as we got closer, the uh, I think it was the CO that was actually on watch that time. Mm. He actually got over the, uh, the 1MC on board the intercom and said, set alert 1. Which everybody was like, bro, we're not even like around Iraq. Like, what happened? So yeah, we're trying to enjoy our dry right. cigars. So what they throw doing? their cigars overboard. They run downstairs, get their crap on, like they're ready to go. And what turned out was the uh, a couple boats from Iran were harassing a a grain hauler from India, mm-hmm. and they were trying to get away from them. So they were just going balls to the wall, and they were just chugging you know, whatever that little engine was chugging along at, and it was just pouring black smoke. Hmm. And whenever we showed up, like the Iranians, they just full throttle, they got out of there. Hmm. But like the look on the Indians' faces, seeing the U.S. Coast Guard all the way over in the Persian Gulf show up, yeah. like that was priceless. They were probably like, what the frick is this? Yeah, so like we pulled up, and we still had a translator on board, because we were coming from Iraq back to Bahrain. Mm-hmm. And the translator, you know, we came alongside, and he asked like, is everything all right? And they were just like, thank God you guys were here. Like, they, I don't know what they were going to do to him, but they were going to rob him. I mean, it's all corruption over there anyway. Yeah. Um, Or what was going to happen to him. But just being at the right place at the right time, being on lookout, seeing the smoke that was not dead on our course, but it was close enough to observe and be like, let's go check this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was probably like the highlight hmm. thus far. Did they pay you guys back with any cigars? No, they were uh, they were just happy that we had shown up and that they could continue their journey. Um, we lingered over the horizon. We watched them on radar for several hours mm-hmm. until they, uh, we pretty much using other methods communications and intel and whatnot made sure that they were getting where they were going Hmm. unharassed after that point yeah i'm sure that they were thankful but probably so confused as to why you guys were there like unless they already knew the mission you guys were on they were probably like okay this is super random we were yeah we were hundreds of miles from where you're supposed to be where where we usually patrolled Hmm. that's pretty crazy i don't think you've ever told me that story yeah it was nuts um all right, we've got about six minutes left, so six we're definitely going to be doing a part two because I've got a list of questions here. Let's wrap it up with what are some of your favorite hobbies? Uh, hobbies. 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 <laughs> ah, wow. Like, what do you like to do in your free time? Oh, uh, well, what do I do in my free time? Um, this right is now gonna, we're trying to get a tan. This is yeah. This has been nice out. It's going to sound funny. <laughs> um, learning, honestly. What a nerd. I know, no, right? What a nerd. No, but that is, I mean, I feel like that is an accurate thing to say about you because you're kind of like my dad in a way where it's like you're a book of random knowledge. Like, I never say useless because I know when people say that, but it's not useless because you just say these things and people look at me like I'm supposed to know the answer as to why you know that. Oh, really? Like, especially if people at work, they're like, why does he know that? And I'm like, you're asking the wrong person. I'm like, I have no idea how or why he knows that. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say learning. Yeah. Especially history. Yeah, I was going to say, is there anything specific? History is the big part. Um, And then learning how history ties into today. Because if you just look back within, like, just pick 200 years from today's date, look back, study the big events, and you will understand exactly why things are the way they are today. Oh, how it correlates to what's going on today. How we got to where we are today. Because people are all like, why is Russia even mentioned in our elections? And it's like... Look back to this date. Mm-hmm. If you look at exactly what happened on this date, you will see why Russia cares about what happens in our elections. 
Yeah. And everybody is just so like, that doesn't make any sense. And it's like, look into it. Because you don't know the history. Look into it. So learning stuff like that, um, learning stuff that I know I'll never be able to understand is another big thing. Um, for example, I'm fascinated with like nuclear stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to figure out how people much smarter than me are able to predict how things are going to act that you can't see. Yeah. I, my brain doesn't work like that. You can't see it. Mm-hmm. How people are so smart. Like, it's like an invisible fish. <laughs> you can't see it. They forget they exist. They forget they exist. Yeah. Um, yeah, just stuff like that. How how smart people, that's another thing, is like observing smart people, people that are better than yourself mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what their secret is. Yeah. Like how do they function? I mean, that's what I'm saying. I feel like that about you for history because history stuff does not stick in my brain. So it's like right. I don't understand how you remember all that kind of stuff after you learn about it. However, watching me try to do long division for the first time in eight years, I mean... I was watching you. Like, how does she remember? Like, <laughs> what do you mean the decimal point switches? Why does it switch? What do you there's, mean? there's no need for it to change. There's rules. There's rules, rules of the road exactly. when it comes to division. Would um, you say, since you love history and stuff, would you say you believe in history repeats itself? Oh, that's been proven. But do you believe it? Like, well, do you buy been into proven, that? Sure. World War One, World War Two. Where are we <laughs> headed to right now? World War Three. I mean, look at look at communism. Yeah. Look past all that stuff. Look at your different different types of failed religions. Look so, at. Uh, is there anything in like recent history where you're like, oh, this is going to happen because of this from like back in the day, like events leading up to it? I cannot get. I will not get political on this show. Sure. Um, but yes, if you look at uh, the rise of Mussolini, if you look at the rise of Adolf Hitler, if you look at. Um, the overthrow, you know, the overthrowing of uh, Tsar Nicholas II in... I have no idea who that is, the, but yeah. The, the last king of Russia. If you look mm. at what those three people have in common and how the government responded to it, mm-hmm. look at the United States of America. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. United States of America today. Yeah. And See, tell me <laughs> tell me that communism isn't a threat. Yeah, I was going to say, it's just funny that's how your mind works, and I'm thinking about how, like... Back in the 60s and 70s, girl wore, girls wore crop tops yeah. all the time. And yep. now crop tops, like, I can't find a shirt that's not, like, chopped in half. I know. I even that's, mentioned to you today whenever you came out of your... You're like, what is that? And I was like, you bought it for me. Yeah, you're you like, came where's out of the, the rest closet. Of and I was like, what are you... Where's the rest I of your I didn't come shirt? out of the closet. Not, okay. You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's funny because that's why I think I'm, like, way more on the simple terms. And you're like, mm. yep, history's going to repeat itself with this, this, and this. So... For sure. I mean, that's just the difference between how Ryan and I's brain works. But, um, yeah, so I've got a long list of questions that we didn't even get to touch on. So wow. we're definitely going to have to do part two next week. There's not week. much more to tell, I'll tell you that. Well, I'm going to dig in and dissect into more, and you're going to tell us about it. But very well. Yeah. Very so well. So if you guys want to listen to part two and get to know Ryan a little bit more, we'll be doing that next week. Um, make sure to like our podcast on iTunes so you don't miss whenever we update. We have been kind of like on and off about our update schedule. So it is usually every weekend, not Saturday or Sunday, one or the other. We can blame it on COVID. That's what everybody else does. Yeah. I mean, working you know, from home, it just never works I out. I ordered a chocolate shake and you gave me vanilla. Well, COVID's going on. You know, so it's I like, don't. how does that affect what you're making? Yeah. Well, whatever. Anyway, theweeklylab at gmail.com. Please send us an email and we will send you a QSL card. <laughs>